The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Folding Warehouse, Ipsy, Ann Arbor. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Back in better than ever, it's year five of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Happy to be back alongside you, Alex. What a fun year we have in store. It's going to be a great year. We say it every time. But, Greg, the summer is over. Time for Eastern Michigan Athletics to get back in full swing. And for the first time this year, Greg, we need to introduce our listeners to a new part of our show, and that is the Foling Warehouse, because a thanks is in order. They are our new official title sponsor for the Eastern Insider Podcast, so you'll hear plenty of great advertisements for them throughout their show and throughout the year. And really, Greg, I'm excited about this partnership with Foling Warehouse because it is a business that is right here, locally owned and operated in Ipsy Ann Arbor. Of course, everybody may know that it was born in Indy, but it really has become very popular in downtown Detroit in the Hamtramck area. Well, now there's a location open right here in Ipsy Ann Arbor, and they've agreed to come on board. We're going to get into more details about this as the show moves on and as the season goes on, Greg, but I think you and I both know the listeners are in for a treat because Fulling Warehouse is going to be offering up plenty of great opportunities to come visit them and have some fun here in Ipsy. Yeah, plenty of reasons to listen and win this year. We'll return, and we're happy to have them part of our Eastern Michigan family. You and I have done some foaling, uh, part of Mac Media Day. It was also part of the Quick Lane Bowl. So it should be a fun thing to have on our radar. Speaking of on our radar, it's the season opening uh, weekend for Eastern Michigan football. We've seen a couple of EMU teams already in action. We've seen volleyball up at Michigan State. We've seen uh, soccer have a handful of games in the books already. They will be in action both this week uh, as well. On the road, though, for Eastern Michigan soccer, the Secluna field renovation not yet done. So they'll be back at the Legacy Center in Brighton. Meanwhile, it's volleyball. They'll be in the Queen City for the Xavier Invitational down there. That's right. A lot of sports getting underway. Of course, we know the marquee event this week is football opening up at home at the factory Friday night against Eastern Kentucky. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff, so plenty of time to get the tailgates in on Friday afternoon before kickoff under the lights here at Rhinierson Stadium. Greg, you mentioned all the other sports getting into action. That is true. Cross country will also get going on Friday, and everything is just starting to roll here on campus. Quick reminder that if you want to know what team is playing, which teams uh, that you want to follow are in action, just go to emueagles.com slash calendar. It'll give you a look at all the teams in action for that week and that month. Of course, you can always click on your favorite sports individual tab at emueagles.com. You can find full schedules, recap, results, whatever you want to find about your team. And then each and every one of our teams also has their own social media, Greg. So make sure if you're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you look up your favorite teams, and that's the best way to follow along with all the action and get all the great results. As always, you can follow our show on a numerous variety of channels, not only on Apple, but also Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, and our newest venture this year, the TuneIn, uh, excuse me, the Varsity Network app will also be a storage place for you to get the Eastern Insider Podcast. No excuses week. not to listen to the Eastern Insider Podcast. We've got a great lineup in store all year long. We'll continue to bring you guests. And if you're listening out there and you think, I want somebody to be interviewed or I have a question about either me or Greg, the podcast, Eastern Michigan Athletics, or you just want to hear from somebody in particular, don't be afraid to reach out to Greg and I on social media. You can find our emails or our phone numbers on the emueagles.com staff directory. 
Let us know what you want to hear. This is ultimately a podcast for you, the Eastern Michigan fans. Greg and I like to have these conversations and hear ourselves talk too. But at the end of the day, we want to deliver value for our Eastern Michigan fans and give you access to Eastern Michigan athletics like no other school in Michigan, and certainly not Washtenaw County, will give you into the athletic department. Speaking of insider access, we're going to get that uh, from head coach Chris Creighton later on in this show as he'll break down Eastern Kentucky, have a chat with us to get your season primer going. But uh, before we do, we want to remind you, it is Com University night on Friday night, which is presented by DTE Energy. And it's a celebration of re residents of Ipsy and really all of the community around here that work to make this such a great place to live, learn, and work. Uh, some things, Alex, if you want to know what's going on, there is the return of the pregame petting zoo for all fans that includes your favorite pony ride. Their petting zoo is free and will open two hours prior to the game. They'll also have interactive plays out front, including the DT quarterback challenge, the Fulling warehouse, as well as Crunch Fitness and others. And everybody's favorite eagle walk will take place in front of the factory two hours and 15 minutes prior to kick off. Once fans enter the stadium, they have an opportunity to enjoy their usual inflatables in the kids' zone. There'll also be face painting, a photo zone, and you too can maybe break down that wall right out in front uh, using the sledgehammers and everything else that go along with the usual pregame entrance. And then once we get into game time, live Eagle mascots back for uh, pregame. It'll fly during the national anthem, and the pride of the peninsula is back once again for their pregame, postgame, and halftime performances. And I know I sound like a broken record. Students need to sign up for their Eagle Nation uh, rewards this year as that's how they'll get themselves in the game. It's free, it's easy to sign up, and they can win prizes just for attending. But that's not all, Greg Steiner. If you call right now, now oh, it sounds like a little bit of an infomercial, and it is, but really it's great information because there's so much opportunity to come out to Rhinierson Stadium, have a great time all season long. And Greg, you know, you and I talked a lot about this towards the end of season four of the Eastern Insider Podcast. I think people are going to be amazed when they come out to the games this year, both at Rhinierson Stadium, when we start getting into basketball season and the George Gervin game above center, the investment that's happening on campus the opportunity to have a great family experience and an affordable experience for Division One athletics is not able to be beat. Um, but, and Eastern Michigan is certainly offering up some unique opportunities. So tickets are affordable. College football is back. There's nothing like it. Get your family out here on Friday night. Enjoy Labor Day weekend. Kick it off right with college football here with us at Rainierson Stadium. Plenty of things to look forward to, as Greg just mentioned. And we haven't even talked about the fact that the football team, Greg, has a lot of excitement around it this year, a chance to get back to another bowl game, a chance to finally crack through and, and get to the MAC championship game at Ford Field. That is all on the horizon for this Eastern Michigan football team. It is. We got the first taste of college football a little bit over the weekend. There were some week zero games that really kind of got you back in the mood. Oh, I'll tell you what. You saw that Nebraska collapse and you thought, it feels like we're in the heart of the season. That was Absolutely classic. Of course, Scott Frost and company at Nebraska right now, they've supplanted, remember that 2017 Eastern Michigan team, which held the nation in the longest streak of one possession games. Well, Scott Frost and company, have, they've surpassed that now. They've got seven straight. But it was fun to see football back. We're ready, and we know everybody else is ready for that. It should be a fun year, Alex. There's so much. This, the same in terms of this Eastern Michigan football team. They return a lot, but there's a lot that's different. The offense uh, being play caller at quarterback, that'll be the big change. Everybody asks about what the defense, 
And of course, you know, special teams will look so much different than what we saw last year, too. A lot of different positions, a lot of key positions. You mentioned the quarterback, Greg. Everybody that's been paying attention knows that there's a different signal caller. It's Taylor Powell. He comes from Troy, of, of course, was a standout high school quarterback. If you haven't done your research on Taylor Powell, you'll get to know number seven on Friday night. Defensively, a lot of changes for Neil Nethery and his group. A couple of key transfers have come in, some players that gained some experience last year, now ready to take the next step. And you said it, special teams, you lose Chad Ryland, who is – by all means, one of the best kickers in the conference for four straight years. You lose Jake Julian, who will probably end up having some pro potential, already has had some opportunities in the NFL. And so a lot of questions to be answered, but I know questions that the football team is excited about answering for the people who are wondering. If you talk to people in the locker room, Greg, they truly believe that this is a step forward in the right direction with this team this year. They think it has everything you need to put together an incredible run towards that MAC championship. And, and you and I will be honest, that you you kind of know what the feeling is ahead of the season. That is not always the feeling. So I'm excited to see this team on Friday night. We've talked for uh, about nine minutes. You can tell our excitement, but you haven't come to tune in to listen to us because you tune in each and every week to hear from those in the know. We have to take a timeout when we come back. Chris Creighton, head coach of the Eastern Michigan football team in year number nine for him. But Alex, one more time, if somebody hasn't subscribed to listen, how can they do so? Well, you can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts, your audio. Make sure you're looking us up on Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, whatever you use to get your audio. Do that. And Greg, we mentioned it at the top of the show. There's always a chance to win on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Listen through this episode. You're going to hear in between the interview with Coach Creighton and us wrapping up this episode, a key word. If you send us that key word, you can send it to Greg or I via our email. You can message us on EMU Athletics on Instagram or Twitter. Just send us what that keyword is. And at the end of the week, well, not at the end of the week, on Wednesday, we'll have a drawing. One lucky winner is going to walk home with free tickets to Friday's game and a gift card to the Foling Warehouse. So you don't want to miss out on that. So be sure to listen to the keyword. Follow us on social media. EMU Athletics will drop this episode and every episode Mondays at 5 o'clock. Stay tuned with us. Enough talking for us, Greg. Let's get you to Chris Creighton right on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast in Season 5, still the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast, your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. Almost time to clock in at the factory for the 2022 season opener this weekend as Eastern Kentucky invades the factory at Ryan Nearson Stadium to get things going. In his ninth year as the head bench boss at Eastern Michigan, head coach Chris Creighton, does it feel like it's been nine years or did you just blink of an eye and it's already here? Both is the answer. You know, I think in some ways that does feel as though I've been here. Um, you know, for, for nine years, I... Feels though I know the place and, you know, I've had the opportunity to, to hire everyone in the program and um, obviously have been a part of recruiting everybody in the program and the support staff and all the coaches and all of that. And, and at the same time, you know, I just feel as though um, we have not achieved what we're capable of achieving. And so, you know, we're just still full bore ahead on doing what we really believe is is possible so in that way it's like you know it's right. been a snap of fingers and here we are and fresh and ready to go 
the one and all mentality still exists, but now it's stacking each and every opportunity, each and every great moment, good moment building upon those. This team, it, it, again, you've you've done a great job building, but now it's continuing to stack those great moments. Has the, I know you've talked a lot about that to the team in, over the course of fall camp. How have you seen the development continuing to stack those moments already? It's a good question. You know, again, our seniors came up with, with Stackham. They came up with it in January, and we've really – um, taken that serious, and we've we've also taken it to another level during camp. In that we have a we have a script um, on what on how to stack them, you know. And we've just made it an acronym. But you, you've got to start over, no matter what's happened to stack something. You got to start over. Take our one and zero approach. Avoid the noise, you know, whether it's good or bad. Keep closing the gap you know, and keep getting better. And then you got to kick tail when it comes to the time, you know, when that next event, the next game, the next practice, whenever it is. And that's how you stack them. I and I, I think that uh, I, I know that our guys are thinking about that every day, as am I and as our coaches. As much as people want to think that football is just a game, you guys watch some tape, you throw things out. There's so much science involved now. There's the thoughts on on player development, nutrition, sleep patterns, even practice patterns. And, and one of those things really changed how you philosophy, your philosophy for fall camp went. I mean, you were giving guys a little bit more time off. There was a, a breaks in the action. How have you seen that science change the game of football? Well, we've had a really good camp, and and again, the NCAA gave all of us two more days, not to practice, but to rest. Um, so the credit really goes to the NCAA on doing what was best, and that is extending it camp from 29 days to to 31. Um, and yeah, you know, you can. You can practice 15 times, you know, if you want to and not practice 25 times. But what people don't talk about when they talk about the acclimatization and they talk about camp and going from summer into camp, they don't talk about the first game. You know, that comes pretty quickly and you better have your team prepared. There's a lot that right. you need to that you need to cover um, to be ready to play Division One football game, and so um, those two extra days allowed for us to not take away from practice, but allowed for uh, extra days of rest. And so we came up with a, a pattern, if you will, that we think um, we know was very, very successful. Our guys are, uh, for the most part, healthy and you know just not worn down. Um, and so now our challenge is uh, to do that throughout the season because the NCAA didn't create another day in the week, right? So um, I'm still waiting for that extra day. <laughs> yeah, we could have eight days and and uh, whatnot, then we could uh, be pretty good at that too. So it's been a good camp, and um, yeah, you know, uh, Coach Mack, our strength staff, uh, Stephen Burning, our, our trainer, and then you know I've hired a lot of a lot of bright people, um, and so we just I ask all the questions and listen to all the smart people and try to come up with, you know, what's best. As you move into this season, as much as things stay the same, you got a lot of fresh faces, uh, returning faces, but there are just as many new faces at some positions that people really keep an eye on. Last year, of course, you, you graduate Terry Myrick at the linebacker spot. He goes on to, to play in the USFL. And this year, you, you've had that opening and you were able to use the transfer portal to get two really talented 
Power Five transfers and, and Chase Klein and Joe Sprasio to come in. How have they made an impact on, on the defensive side of the football? Well, we ha- had set out um, to just take one uh, linebacker, and we really were, were working on Chase Klein, um, who's from the Cleveland area and was up at Michigan State. And, you know, with the coaching change, there's there's almost always some fallout. And, you know, he was he was a part of that. But with Coach Bulla having been on that staff uh, with Coach D'Antonio and then being on our staff last year, he just was like, guys, this, this guy is an absolute perfect fit. Um, and so it was really fun going through that process with Chase. And he got here in January. Joe was a little bit different in that we recruited him out of high school. He's from Tampa, Florida. His dad's a um, high school football coach, awesome family, and uh, really uh, Coach Nethery got to go down there. I never physically got to meet him, but just an immediate connection, our kind of guy. Well, then he he basically got the whole ACC, you know, after we started um, our relationship with him. And so he went through a coaching change and um, there's fallout th- throughout that. And so they called us up. Um, and again, we were really just going, you know, for one with, with the Terry situation, um, with his graduation. And, uh, so glad that both those guys are here. Um, um, it, it, uh, it turned out, um, really, really positively, I think for, for them. And I, I know for us. Under center on the offensive side of the football, you had one returning guy that, at, in the quarterback room that had ever taken a snap for Eastern Michigan. That was, of course, Austin a year ago against Texas State. You go out, you bring Taylor Powell in, who played at Missouri, of course, played at Troy as well last year. Uh, how much of a, a presence was he able to come in early on and make it known that this was going to be his job? Well, you know, we recruited him before we before Ben Bryant, you know, was ever on the scene. So this is what a year and a mm-hmm. half ago, and uh, really liked Taylor. Um, and then Knucklehead went to Troy. Uh, so then, when you know Ben ended up leaving um, and Preston ended up leaving uh, again, it was going back like a Joe Sprasio to a previous relationship where, you know, the year before we had spent a ton of time talking to him and um, he, he, he wanted to come and it wasn't really a recruiting thing. It was a matter of yes, yes, let's, let's, let's make this happen. Um, and, uh, and he's made just like Chase and Joe an immediate impact, um, you know, has been battling with, with Austin, you know, Austin, knew the program and in the offense, even though it was just real mm-hmm. limited in terms of game experience, you know, Austin's a good quarterback and going to be a great one. Um, and then also in January uh, camp, mm-hmm. McCoy came in um, and he's super talented. Uh, but, uh, but Taylor, uh, you know, clearly won the job. And um, we think that uh, he's going to be a really, really good fit. Um, and leading our offense. We've got lots of time over the course of the season to, to get into other position battles. We're not going to fully dive into each group today, so you and I have plenty more chats to come. But you look at this Friday's opportunity. It's an opportunity to open it home again and bring in a, an FCS opponent, but it's a hungry FCS opponent, one that, that's very talented, but also one that uh, you may not quite know what you're going to get. You're hoping that you're, you know with uh, Western Kentucky's our Eastern Kentucky's head coach and Walt Wells uh, having an episode over the weekend. How much 
and, and what do you look for at this point with, with Eastern Kentucky and with so much uncertainty? Yeah, I mean, again, first of all, I've I've not met Coach Wells. Some of our guys on our staff have, and um, I, I can I can tell you this. You know, we know what it's like to have um, a intense slash tragic situation happen on a on a coaching yep. staff, and uh, so um, I'm really looking forward to meeting him. I really I have no idea, uh, but I you know, really hope that he's able um, to be here and um, ha- have a little bit of an idea, you know, of, you know, what those guys, um, yep. when they first heard that their, you know, coach was in the hospital and, and all of that. Um, so there are, you know, all of us are so intensely competitive and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, um, so there are things more important you know, then football, and we obviously hope that that he's going to be okay and have a quick and and full recovery. In terms of what they are run, I mean, are they similar to anything we've seen in recent years or in a MAC team? I know you think of St. Francis that came in. You think of Central Connecticut State. Were they more similar to to maybe a MAC opponent? Well, I, I think that you guys, you know, are the ones that talk about FCS and and power five more than anybody. I mean, it is a football team that has spent eight to nine months training uh, to play their best football and to win whoever, you know, against whoever they play. Um, and when, and we've been doing the same thing, um, you know, so that, how does the FCS, how, how does that tag have anything to do when that ball's kicked off? It's the same size football. Right. Yeah. Other it's than a, number of sc- people on scholarship, right? That's the yeah. But even that, I mean, you know, you may be at eighty-five, you may be at seventy-five, you may, right. you know what I mean? Um, how many guys do you have injured and, and all of that? So, uh, I just don't, um, I don't see it as being different. Um, and I'm certainly not preparing, you know, as if there's a difference. Um, this is a really good football team that has a lot of folks back that played really good football last year. Um, and we are, we're going to have our hands full. If we're not, if we don't play at a high level on Friday night, we will lose. Let me say that again. If we do not play at a high level on Friday night, we will lose. Um, if we play at a high level, then we have a chance to win. And that tune is not going to change. I've not watched every one of our opponents, but I really don't think that that tune um, is going to change at all. You know, I spend more time on offense. And so, you know, defensively, just said it in the press conference, but their their front, um, their starting front has um, an RS before uh, the SR on almost every player. <laughs> you know, it's a red shirt senior, red shirt senior, yep. red shirt senior, senior, red shirt senior. So these days that can mean that they're 23 or 24 years old. Yep. They've put so much into it. They're returning starters, so much experience, and they move, they bring pressure. You know, Dooley talked about that. They play both an even and an odd. They're constantly moving. They're bringing all kinds of different pressures. And then they're super athletic in the back end, and they play open and they play close they play man they play zone um and uh they're they're just very active they're very athletic um and and so yeah, we have our hands full and then you have a returning starter at quarterback you know which we haven't had in i don't know it's been a while i mean a, yeah, you think, a bunch of years yeah mike glass was probably the last time you had somebody and even right. then he wasn't the returning starter. yeah no i know so you go back a yep. long time probably broken yep you go back a long time yep and uh 
So, you know, the the luxury, if you will, of, of having a guy that is leading your team, that's coming back, who's very productive. Um, you know, you just you, when you when you have a guy who's talented with his arm and his feet, I, people thought, you know, the dual quarterback and, and whatnot. Well, people talk about that a lot, but to actually have a guy who's really good at both, that that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Usually it's like, eh, he can do this, but he's really this, or he can do that, but he's really this. When you have um, somebody who can throw it and get get the ball to that tight end and, and to their really long outside receiver. But then if something breaks down or by design, um, you know, can make you look silly and can gut you, um, it's, uh, it's really tough to defend. Um, and so, and that's what they have. Team arrival will be Friday night, two hours and 15 minutes before kick. Eagle Walk will get going. It's a big night, a big event for people to come. Come University night, there'll be a petting zoo on the front lawn as well as inflatables, there'll be quarterback toss, all that, but more importantly, an opportunity for fans to come out and cheer this on, this team on. How excited are you to, to see the stadium lots full, the lights on, and all the festivities back here at the factory? Very excited. You know, this time last year, we were going into uh, the, the first game after having no fans for an entire year. And our our crowds um, were so good last year. Our student body, you know, was phenomenal. And just a little shout out and a challenge. Um, and if there's any way that they can top last year, uh, bring it on. They were uh, they were fantastic, made a difference. And um Really, really looking forward to to seeing our students, alumni, the community, um, and all of our season ticket holders uh, come out on Friday night to play, you know, see a great football game. And being at the Eagle Walk, if you've never done it, uh, need to come. Need to come tailgate, and uh, you can do it right there at the stadium. And we'll pull up two hours and 15 minutes before kick, and our whole team will just kind of single file, get off the bus, and walk through the crowd. And our band's there, and the cheerleaders, and the Eagle will be there. And um, I'll tell you what, it gives gives you, you know, um, chills just thinking about it. Um, and then walking into the factory and getting ready to go. And the the crowds make a difference. And in 20, we said, you know, we're going to play, you know, whether there's anybody watching or not. We love the game of football. And and that's true. We'll still play. We'll give it all that we have if there's, you know, a stadium that's empty. Um, but it is, it does, it does something, you know, for, for all of us when um, people are here that love this university, care about it, and, and uh, you know, we want to make them proud. I never want to close on, on a question like this, but it also will be the first time that the team has taken to the field since Fred Reed's passing. How do you and the team plan to honor him on Friday night? Yeah, so, um, you know, Coach Reed always talked about, you know, a high standard, and uh, he lived that way, and he held people to a high standard. And uh, um, we have not talked a ton, like as an entire group, uh, about Coach Reed. Um, but, you know, all of us have had, you know, different <laughs> moments, mm -hmm. I promise you. Um, and uh, I think the way that, that we're going to, honor him is is not with a sticker on the back of our helmet although we'll have that with his initials and 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 the standard um written on there um but hopefully um you know we'll be able to to honor him with um 
with living up, playing to uh, that very, very, very high standard. Um, so it'll be the first time in seven years not, you know, having coached a game, you know, without him. And um, so, yeah, there's just, there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of, it's going to be different for, for everybody and whatnot, but uh, yep. Coach, we know long week. We know it's a short week too, though, but we wish you the best of luck. We look forward to these chats and look forward to spending another year uh, talking to you each and every Monday. Thanks. It's time for another Eastern Insider Keyword. Fans, don't forget to message EMU Athletics on Facebook or Twitter with today's keyword for your chance to win an exclusive prize. Now, listen up. Season five of the Eastern Insider Podcast, and we're spending today talking about football. So that is the keyword, football. Remember, send it to us at EMU Athletics. You can send it to me or Greg as well in our inbox Wednesday. Stay tuned. We'll pick this week's winner, who gets two tickets to the game on Friday and a gift card to the Foling Warehouse. The only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. It's the Eastern Insider Podcast, presented by Foling Warehouse, Ipsy Ann Arbor, and Learfield. We've heard from the big man himself, Chris Creighton. He's excited and ready for the factory to open on Friday night, 7 o'clock. WEMU will have the call. It'll be Tom Helmer and Brian Guyman filling in for Rob Rubick this week as Eastern gets it going. Or you can watch it on ESPN3. Alex, uh, it's been a fun ride. Let's get ready for a great season and like 34 or 5 more of these, right? A lot more episodes to come your way. We hope you enjoyed this first one. It's hard not to listen to Coach Creighton and get fired up about football. His team will be back in the factory Friday night. No excuse not to come out on your Labor Day weekend. Get it kicked off right. We'll be here. The team will be here. Fireworks, pony rides, whatever it may be. So much to look forward to on Communiversity Night here at the factory. Greg, as always, it's been great joining you on today's show. It's been great to reconnect with the listeners. Just the beginning of Season 5 of the Eastern Insider Podcast. We thank you all for listening. Until next week, Greg and Alex signing off. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.